this thing on? <laughs> this is Kink Quest, leveling up our kink achievements one dungeon at a time. We're your adventuring companions through the world of kink, Anna and Soren Sterling. Come check out the community and join the fun at www.kinkquest.org. Discussion on this show may not be appropriate for younger listeners. If you're a young person looking for more information about kink or sexual health, please visit Scarletine at www.scarletine.com. We're going to have to do that over again. Are start we? Start from scratch. Why? What's wrong with it? <laughs> what did I do wrong? I can just hear the creaking in your voice. Creak? Oh, because it's been unused for so long? It's been so long. <laughs> it's been, it's been well, over a year. Honestly, when I was saying, like, come join the fun at the King Quest community, I'm like, nobody's there right now. <laughs> That's okay. We're still having fun. We're going to bring it back. Do you really want me to re-record it? I really don't. <laughs> I don't you you it nailed again. it. You nailed it. Okay, this is episode 15? 15. 15. So when... We last podcasted. We were making lube. We're still making lube. Oh, we are still making lube. We're making a lot of lube. We and we actually even got it out into the world and mm-hmm. you know gave some to the the good of the world. Yeah, a demo tests mm-hmm. had good feedback on it. It's true. We brought it to a play party and let everybody just kind of go play? crazy. Yeah, <laughs> go crazy with it. Yeah. They weren't lube lords though. They were like lube squires. Well, they didn't make their own. I know. You have to be. You have to make your own to be a lube lord. It is the requirement. It's true. Yeah. It's the only way you get that achievement unlocked. That's right. So what are we talking about today? Well, I feel like it's appropriate to catch everybody up in terms of where we've been and what we've been doing. Yeah, I was my, t- my title for this episode is mm-hmm. In Which We Are Terrible Podcasters. <laughs> so what have we been doing? Well, so I think when we last... And, and again, here there's probably going to be a little bit of overlap because I don't remember exactly where we were. But I think... Where we were when we last podcasted is that we were part of a kink discord. Uh, so discord, if you don't know it, is like just a social media. Uh, and we were in a local group where we were kind of getting to know some local kinksters. And then that did what online kink groups do and got toxic and messy. Mm-hmm. And we left it. And we started a new one, and I think we had started the new one Yes. when we were last podcasting. 100%. And we then realized that Discord and online was all very cool, but as the world kind of woke back up, we were looking for more in-person interaction and started a series of play parties for the Discord server. Mm-hmm. So focusing on in-person, trying to bring people together, but really trying to, you know, initially get people into kind of a comfortable space who otherwise wouldn't be that comfortable with it. Yeah. We really were kind of trying to think about, like, how can we run these parties in order to maximize the sense of community? Right. So we shared, I think, way back in episode two, uh, what was our first event, and shared a little bit about kind of the, the, I don't want to say it was trauma, Hmm. Going to those first events, like swing parties, but uh, it was... I would say it was less trauma for you than yes. it was for me. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, but still, it was it was not necessarily what we were expecting, and we weren't necessarily prepared for it, and I don't know that there was really any on-ramp to get comfortable with any of those ideas before you just dive in. And as we started holding these events, what we learned really quickly is that there was just this immense amount of anxiety around it. I mean, obviously, going to a play party is kind of nerve-wracking, even when you're used to it and you've done it a bunch. Like, still, it's there's definitely a lot of uh, 
kind of performative preparation. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good way to Posturing. put it. Posturing. That's a good way to a put it. A lot of P words. <laughs> You're just kind of getting getting ready to, to go prepared. Mm. <laughs> and I think that, you know, I started to find out that because this was a pretty close-knit online community, and now we're going to be having these big events where everybody's going to be there, people who weren't really ready to be at play parties kind of force themselves to go to these events in order to experience the community. Uh, and we had like some stuff that wasn't great. That I mean, nothing, nothing terrible, but people who kind of fled the premises because they became overwhelmed. People who felt that they had bad experiences and didn't really check in with anyone. Uh, and, and we really wanted to work on how to make it safe for everyone to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we worked to create a space that was like a social area where there was no play going on. Uh, but then, so there was a social area where board games were going on, the play area, and then on the other side of the play area, the swimming pool. Right, so if you want to go swimming, you have to walk through the play area. Or go outside in January. Yeah. You know, that's an option too. That works. So, you know, it was a really interesting puzzle kind of as we went through and held multiple events trying to kind of change each event a little bit to make them more and more friendly and cozy and uh, we set up a a room for people who got overwhelmed we called it the cuddle hut where uh, there were not there wasn't play going on back there it was just a quiet space soothing lights spa music so that whether it was the sex stuff whether it was the social stuff, just or the music, even just the sensory stuff. Yeah. If you needed a place to kind of go and and be in the quiet, then there was that for yeah. people. And I'm a person who I, I'd consider myself more of a seeker rather than an avoider. Mm-hmm. And even a space like that could be, you know, I appreciate that kind of space, especially in those kinds of events. Yep, absolutely. So you know, the play parties went really well, I think. Uh, but then in December, we held our first, because, you know, it was the previous party to that, that we had really kind of run into a bunch of people having a lot of anxiety. And we started to really learn that people were coming who weren't ready to come because the pool of the community had become kind of too strong in Mm -hmm. a way. It became that feeling of being left out if they weren't ready to be at a play party, which was not what we wanted to have happen. So I decided to throw a community non-play party like a kinkmas kinkmas party kinkmas potluck yeah uh and we it was a lot of fun we did a lot of cool stuff we made christmas ornaments and uh, kinkmas ornaments Mm -hmm. right we had the most amazing tree topper uh there were a bunch of old like playboy and playgirl magazines uh, that we were making christmas ornaments out of and we found a beautiful glorious man who was fully erect, and then we put Santa on his face <laughs> so that there was a fully erect Santa at the top of our Christmas tree. It was fantastic. Just the way you want Santa to be. Just the way you want Santa to be. We had an actual Santa at the mm-hmm. party, and when he went through, we said, what happened here? And he was like, oh, those were my younger days. <laughs> it was, <laughs> I it was don't, crazy. I don't look like that anymore. I don't really talk about that anymore. But And and this actually takes us to what, what I really discovered about holding these events is my first thought was, we're going to go ahead and have this at a community center. Because mm-hmm. why not? We're a community here in the in, in Seattle. Like a Seattle community center. Yeah. Why not? Why not? But the more that we started to plan this thing, the more that I realized that there was a need for this kind of middle space. Because 
let's go ahead and imagine for a minute. We're in the community center. We're in the big room at the community center that has kind of some glass windows that let you look in and see all the community goodness going on. The kids are jumping in and out of swim class. Right, going in and out of the, the little, like, what, knitting or dance class. It's like that's a spin class going on. In the smaller room. And then imagine then you have kinksters in here putting Santa with the giant cock on mm-hmm. the Christmas tree. Wearing collars. Uh, having a, a spirited conversation about fisting outside yep. the bathroom, <laughs> right? Like, it became clear that we didn't have to be having sex at our event to need a space that was a little bit more private than a local community center. You know, we actually are really bad about going to munches mm-hmm. because I think for me, like, my particular neurodivergence the feeling of having to mask, the feeling of being in a public space. And it's actually important to me that I not expose, you know, children who aren't ready to hear this stuff to my thoughts or feelings about what we're talking about. So I think that that feeling of being at a munch, being at a restaurant where other people are in the restaurant, when we have not taken over the whole space, uh, it's it's not comfortable for me, mm-hmm. even though I know that that's what that's for, is to kind of help build community. And nothing, you're not doing anything wrong, but like you're definitely bending some social mores there, right? You are. It just needs its own space. It deserves mm-hmm. its own space. So what we ended up doing is we went ahead and rented out the venue where we hold the play parties. Mm -hmm. And it was really interesting because there was a ton of backlash. People were really confused. And, you know, I spoke with one person who was kind of nervous. And and the backlash came from like the cost of the event, right? Well, from the venue. Only partly. Mm-hmm. So first, yes, it was like why should we have to raise money as mm-hmm. a community for the venue when we're not going to have sex there? Mm-hmm. And that kind of uncovered the first kind of issue, right? Mm-hmm. That like we don't see it as having value if there's not sex there. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is, I mean, that is kind of we're going to talk a lot more about it why that's kind of threaded through the community. But I spoke with someone who was saying she wasn't sure she was going to come. And she shared with me that it just felt like she didn't know what to expect. Like, okay, you say that there's not going to be play scenes, sex there, but it's at the sex venue. And you're talking about these games we're going to be playing. Like, everything is all, like, kinky, kink-themed. And she's like, I just feel like I'm waiting for, like, someone to jump out of the shadows. It's like a trick. Yeah. It's like a a trap. Yeah. Like, I'm just waiting for someone to be like, guess what? We Mm -hmm. were just kidding. It's actually, everybody's going to be fucking here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that really struck me too. Because I feel built a lot of trust as a community. But still, there's this expectation that is like, what's the point in getting together if we aren't having sex? Mm -hmm. So, you know, at that event, I really... Well, and I think on one half, you have the people who say, what's the point in getting together if we don't have sex? The other half are saying... um, are you going to try to trick me into having sex? Yeah. Are you going to are you going to jump out of the shadows mm-hmm. and like touch me where I don't want to be touched? And and I think again also that whole group of people who's like I'd really rather not be where scenes are happening for whatever reason and again I was told many stories it was trauma, it was anxiety, it was youth. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of different reasons why people didn't want to be in the middle of a sex party, but people saying I guess I guess I have to go because mm-hmm. You know, that's That's the only way you get to be in this community. Mm -hmm. And so the December party, it went really well. And I feel that there was just this mood at the party as everybody kind of settled in and realized, like, we were able to wear kink gear. We're able to, you know, run around with ornaments with, like, you know, bite me and 
mm-hmm. penises and whatever. You could have your freak flag on the outside. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And and lots of really spirited, cool conversations about kink happening. Uh, and it, it just really hit me after that event how much it felt like we as a community needed that space. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and again, I know some communities have a lot of space like that, but I feel like here we don't. And so it, it was just really meaningful to me. And then we rolled on to the January event, uh, which I actually planned all of and then could not attend because I was in the midst of COVID when that happened. Um, but when we got to the next play party, it just really struck me that, you know, I think play parties are a cool thing and a neat way to get to experience the kink world. But it wasn't really what I wanted to plan anymore. It wasn't what I, those weren't the events I wanted to make happen in the world. So I just really realized through the process of going from the December event to the January event that that was what I wanted. And I'm also, we're going to make another episode later talking about more in depth about this next step, which is pretty interesting. But as all of that was unfolding, as we were having the uh, kink miss potluck Mm -hmm. and the New Year's play party and and going through having COVID. Um, we also were kind of going through this process of, of getting involved with this local group that has been in existence forever and ever since before I was born, actually. As a sex church. As a sex church. And uh, that's not really, was not really on the cover as we got involved mm-hmm. with it. Uh, And again, I'm going to tell the story of how that kind of all unfolded in a a future episode. But ultimately, as we got more involved in that community, uh, I definitely was just having a lot of epiphanies about what it is I want to do. You know, I think we started out like, oh, we need to find a community. As we found ourselves in the community, we did what we kind of always do, which Mm -hmm. is looked around and rolled up our sleeves and started building whatever it was we wanted to see. Right, because it's not in existence. Yeah, well, and that's, I think, an important part of community is that if everybody rolls up their sleeves and starts building what they want, then the community is going to be more and more of what everyone wants. Mm -hmm. You know, if we all just kind of show up and just do what everyone has always done before, then we're going to be having like 1970s era potlucks and... Well, or the bare minimum, or just showing up. Just showing up. So, and we're going to talk more about all of that, but ultimately... As I got involved with all of that, I kind of was building and formulating a plan for a community center that I wanted to start. I might still want to start. I'm not really sure. There's been kind of a whole process there of of building an idea and then finding out that there wasn't necessarily an interest in helping me launch the idea. And I think that's another part of the challenge is everybody in kink, everybody in the world really is busy, uh-huh. has other stuff. Uh, and I think, you know, figuring out how to, to get the cool things, you know, there are all these cool events we want to hold and cool things we want to do, figuring out how to like actually mobilize the, the horsepower to get that stuff off the ground is another big challenge that I think I want to spend more time talking about in the podcast. Yep. And we'll talk about, uh, kind of the importance of, of many people in the community, participating, um, because even if it's possible to create events and even if it's possible to create a community by yourself, if you're really doing it by yourself, then it's not really a community. Yep. It's true. It's true. 
so really what that led us to is kind of back home to Kink Quest, to the Discord, which if you want to join us in the Discord, you should get in touch with us. We'll talk more about how. I forget mm-hmm. I, I forget how, how our whole pattern at how the end. How do we? We have to I, figure I don't that even out. I know what it is. Yeah, but if you want to join the Discord, anybody who listens to the podcast can join the Discord. It's not part of a Patreon or anything. Uh, but we've got a little community there that we've built that's very quiet since the podcast has been very quiet. I think I want to focus on the podcast again and on making this something meaningful. I want to... Look at what we've built on the website and rethink that a little bit because I think there's something cool there, mm-hmm. but it needs something. So a lot of cool stuff there, but it's not quite right. It's not quite It's not quite all working together the way that it needs to be to make it something fun or cool. Send us your ideas. Yeah, do that <laughs> for sure. I think that that would be, that would be valuable to hear like how people might want to interact with that. Mm-hmm. But I think, too, that it's hard because I think that that online community, uh, I think that it's an important piece of the puzzle, but it's not the whole picture. I think that in-person community is important for people. Yeah, I think, you know, staying in touch and contact and and chatter online is great. But really what what being a human is about is about face-to-face. So... I guess that's really what we kind of came to with the podcast. We've really struggled a lot to find our direction with the podcast and figure out what it is we talk about here. You know, we've, we've had a lot of fun episodes where we talk about a lot of different stuff, but we just really felt like we needed something to kind of ground the whole thing. And it feels like talking more about community and building community and what are the things that the obstacles that get in our way what are different communities doing yeah and Mm -hmm. and what are we trying and how is it working and i think then that makes the idea of the discord and the online community even cooler because it is so true i think in the kink community that what people are doing in different areas is really different so what the seattle kink community looks like is different than what the boston kink community looks like or uh, the London kink community. So I think having more conversations about what is happening in your community and what's working and what's not, mm-hmm. what's missing. Uh, I think that we could have some really cool conversations and get to a lot of good information. Mm-hmm. So where are we now? Other than sitting here right now, podcasting for the first time in I think more than a year, more than a year, more than a year. Uh, and we're still, always kind of fighting the long fight of trying to make more space in our life for the fun DS things we want to do. Still trying to help our kids launch and create more space personally. Yep, that's a big part of it. Like we, you know, our her daughter is out, moved out all on her own, living her big adult life, but on the phone with me several times a day, called during the recording of this podcast, just to report in on how things are going. And I think you know, that is so cool and is something that means the world to me that that I'm important to them in that way and I don't take it for granted, but also it doesn't leave a lot of space for kink things. Mm-hmm. We are going to Kinkfest we in are. two weeks. Yeah. So I'm hoping to podcast from Kinkfest. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a lot of fun. So it's supposed to be the largest number of square feet for any kink festival? For the dungeon. The largest the square foot dungeon, according to the Kinkfest website. Mm-hmm. In Portland? In Portland. 
well, not the largest. It is in Portland. Yes. It's not the largest mm-hmm. dungeon in Portland. It's, according to them, like the largest dungeon in the world, which yeah. I don't know if they did all the science yeah. for that. I, I don't know if they <laughs> dug into all the evil layers. and. <laughs> but uh, it's, I think, going to be a super cool event. They're going to have a ton of different really neat workshops. Uh, there's like a cigar social, a giant dungeon, uh, like main stages with stuff that's supposed to be going on for three days straight. Is it cozy dungeon time? What is it called? Uh, mellow dungeon. Mellow dungeon? Mellow I don't dungeon. know what a mellow dungeon is. So we are planning to explore the entire thing with our handy little task cam in hand and let you know what we learned there. Mm-hmm. What else? Oh, we got we got a spanking bench. Mm-hmm. New spanking bench. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I should put a link yeah. to the vendor mm-hmm. in the show notes because... Uh, he has an Etsy shop. He is a just a carpenter. And of course, his name is? His name is Tom Duvia, owner of Fetish Furniture. So you can find him on Etsy if you search Fetish Furniture, all one word, on Etsy. He also does have a website, separate from Etsy, uh, at just fetishfurniture.org. Because it's so, an organization. It is an organization. Yeah. So he does incredible work. Uh, so this spanking bench, it like folds up so that you can travel. So that I don't know, you could probably take it to something like King, King Fest. King Fest. Yeah. You think? Do you think it's worth it? Do you think it's worth lugging it to the hotel room with the largest square foot dungeon in the world? Well, we don't need to bring it to the dungeon. I'm sure. No, no, we don't need to bring it to the dungeon. But yeah. should should we have it in our room? You we think? can just wheel it in. Have the bellhop <laughs> carry it in. <laughs> almost can't tell what it is hmm. also though it's kink fest weekend yeah. so like i don't know that you need to be that secret yeah. but check it out and we got ours and it's super high quality seems really nice really nice and really sturdy because i'm not a small girl mm. and i always have concerns about that sort of thing also got it in purple uh purple yes what, like pur- vinyl? purple padding mm. on it uh, so that it's it matches my dungeon color scheme uh, so it's fantastic highly recommend it also, in our near future, are more kinky maker projects. Mm-hmm. What do you uh, have in mind? I, I mean, I don't know exactly. I know we want to build sex toys. You know, as we kind of get the, the printers up and running again, mm-hmm. as the cold recedes from the winter and the springtime means our garage is a good maker space mm-hmm. again. Uh, I know we want to make, like, some, like, silicone toys. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what else. Cool stuff. We'll find out. Maybe a paddle. Mm-hmm. Resin paddles. Mm-hmm. So, as we as we continue down that journey we'll share more about what we're doing so what levels did we gain we gained uh play party planning levels play party planner right actually running a play party like starting at zero where it was like oh we're gonna have a play party and then there were all of these pieces that like there was no one to tell me how it gets done i just had to figure it out by like fucking it up basically crowdfunding (laughs) Yeah, crowdfunding. Oh, we did. We learned a lot about fundraising. We fundraised for all the parties, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we should actually talk more about that later mm-hmm. um, in another episode about how we ran these parties and made it so that everybody could attend without having to pay a cover. Mm-hmm. What other levels? Uh, sex priestess levels. Uh, yeah, but we didn't really talk about that. I know. I feel like we need to save that for... I don't get for, to have that yet. I don't think so. Okay, Fair. I don't think it's unlocked yet. Fair. Not unlocked. <laughs> uh, Sex bench levels? Spanking bench saddleist. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. Does that work? I, we still haven't actually used it because we haven't had any time with like no teenagers in the house. Yeah. Um, although I have spent much time on it. <laughs> you it's just, like your cuddle bench. You just come in the room and I'm just on the sex bench. <laughs> That's pretty good. Did we do it? I think so. All right. So you can find the website at www.kinkquest.org where the podcast is and the community is. If you want to join the Discord and join the conversation there, all you have to do is, you if you already have a Discord account, it's easy. If you don't have a Discord account, create one and then browse to www.kinkquest.org forward slash Discord. And that will beam you to an invite link and get you into the Discord server. See you on the next level. See you on the next level.